What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Fly Casual. Corey here. Hey, guess what? Tonight it's hot, hot, hot. We got reviews. We got the rest of the saga coming back again for a triumphant and much, uh, much asked for return. And we've got some rumors to go over tonight. So you're going to stick around for another hot, hot, hot Fly Casual. Let's get ready to wrinkle. You know, last week, Mike, I was talking about how we probably would be discussing rando movie trailers throughout the entire episode. Yeah, which we did not we, do. We didn't actually end up doing. We talked no. about a couple of them, but I have to ask, Mike, because of all the of, <laughs> of all my friends, I have to ask, yes. have you seen the Stan and Ollie trailer? I have because I saw Ooh. you uh proselytizing about it on Twitter. Uh-huh. And uh <laughs> that looked pretty good. Dude, John C. Riley in a fat suit that looks was... almost exactly like Babe Hardy, dude. Yeah. yeah. Freaked me out. I would have <laughs> yeah. if somebody said, All right, all right, Corey. Just like Babe Ruth. Yeah. No, no. Oh. But also, yes. If someone said, Corey, yeah. all right, cast your dream right. Laurel and Hardy biopic. John C. Riley would have never Not, been yeah, anywhere never, on my list. Yeah. No, but, but he really pulled somebody it off. Somebody knew better. Well, and he's even got the 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 way he talked down. Like the I yeah. can't I can't even try to do it right now right. on the recording. I'm John C. Riley. Well, no, that's John C. Riley. <laughs> yeah. I'm Lauren Hardy. Hey, I'm Professor Steve Brule, and today we're going to no. But even the, even the mannerisms were just. I mean, they were just. Why are you burying me, man? Well, I, I, I don't want to be dead. But no, he doesn't. He actually like. People talked differently back then. You right. know, American yep. uh, American parlance across the parlance. myriad of of accents that we have in this country have right. all changed. Yes, and one of the ones that has died is the kind of old upscale coast spanning, like it's an East Coast accent, and then you know they go to the West Coast to be famous, right? But you know it's like Cary Grant. No one talks like Cary Grant anymore. No one. There's absolutely no one in this country who speaks like this. You know, right. but that wasn't terribly uncommon back then and yeah like oliver hardy had kind of a specific way that he spoke john c Riley banging it out but then coogan oh my gosh sounds exactly like stan laurel yeah. and stan laurel well, had like one of the most specific voices in the right, world right I, but even even him even his look though and some of those shots was like oh yeah like at certain angles you're like oh my gosh yeah whoa <laughs> yeah seriously so naturally i went straight down a youtube rabbit hole yeah dude yeah. all all of the great like 30 minute laurel and hardy b-roll b-roll films yeah all of them are on youtube oh wow and a, a bunch of them are colorized which i don't love but yeah. i don't mind sure and uh, and so, yeah, I'm like, I'm going to be watching a lot of these now, <laughs> you know, because I used to have all the DVDs and stuff. And uh, like we've said many times, the first night you and I hung out, I was in your house right. and I was like, whoa, you have all these little rascals DVDs. <laughs> right, and you're like, yeah, it's kind of a thing. I'm like, no, no, I have all these little rascals DVDs. <laughs> so it's all that Hal Roach stuff from back yeah, then that right? was just like a major yeah. part of my upbringing yeah. and appreciation for comedy. Yeah. Laurel, Laurel and Hardy was a little lower. I mean, I, I had... Oh, see, they were of, the pinnacle for see, in my for, house. For me, it was, it was like Marx Brothers, Three Stooges, like Little Rascals. But yeah. like... 
Like Laurel and Hardy, Laurel and Hardy was like right up there. Right, yeah. So For, I, in I, my I've house, seen all those two. It was literally Laurel and Hardy, Little Rascals, and then Stooges. And we didn't get a lot of exposure to Marx Brothers because they weren't on the t- they weren't on TV that much. Right. But Sunday afternoons there was like the Laurel and Hardy hour, uh-huh. and we oh, used yeah, to just right? tape it yeah. right off. I don't I remember, remember if it was that. like ABC, CBS, NBC. It was one <laughs> of them. Knows? Yeah, right. Because uh, we didn't have cable, <laughs> and so like we would literally every Sunday we would yeah, record man. the Laurel and Hardy hour, yeah. and I those tapes to death to the point where after we moved to Chicago, we had some friends from back from back in Ohio come visit us and I, we hadn't talked to each other in a couple of years. And I'm like, all right, the kids will go off and play together. And I'm like, we're, I, he's a year older than me. We're not like, cause we go downstairs, you know, he's tall and athletic. I'm still the same height. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know, dude, what do you want to do? And he goes, you still got all those tapes of those two guys with the you with guys the, with the are hats. like little Laurel and Hardy. We kind of were. <laughs> we just acted it out. Yeah, we really could have. But uh, but I was like, dude, you want to watch Lauren Hardy? Hell yeah, we're gonna watch Lauren Hardy. I love that stuff. Nice. I, I am, like the Hardy Boys. Nice. That was fun. I am the Hardy Boys. Mysteries. Hardy Boys solve mysteries, guys. Oh man, I just I'm totally full of clue goo right now. I <laughs> I, oh, I got a raging clue right now. Had no idea that this movie was happening. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah, I, I had just, no idea. Yeah. I'd heard nothing for all the entertainment stuff that I follow. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for not spoiling it for me, Eric. I that too. I, my, for my understanding, it looks like this is the, a film about their tour before they made Utopia or whatever. Apparently, yeah. Because it's they're I older. I don't know much about their, yeah. They're older their and they're doing but... their old stuff on tour in England or whatever. Okay. But, right. uh, dude, I've watched Utopia so much the tape wore out. I mean, in that movie, there was like four different languages. That movie was uh, done in three or four different languages. Really? <laughs> yeah, and they did that so that every nation would have a character, like all the major markets, I should say. Uh, that at the time would have a character speaking their native tongue. So if you actually watch it, like two thirds of the characters are dubbed wow. because there's, yeah. there's the, the French guy spoke French, the, the stowaway guy spoke Italian. Gotcha. And, and yeah. And so huh. they actually shot the movie in several languages wow. at the same time. Cultural is what that is. Yeah. And just making you know a, a nice cheap way to hit those, uh, to yeah, hit those sure. international numbers. Right. So Lucasfilm, huh. I'm just saying, <laughs> Hello? If you're one to pick yeah. up in the foreign markets, maybe uh, maybe just record everything with you know every character speaking their native language. That did look good. I I, I yeah, I'll probably partake. In I can't that. wait. It's gonna win all the Oscars. I don't know, and I don't even all care the Oscars. I don't even care. This movie's gonna be good. And oh, by the way, they what? made they made a Three Stooges biopic a while back. They did. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad, but no one knew it even happened. I mean, there was a Three Stooges re- movie where right with the Fairley Brothers, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm not talking about that at all. Yeah, but no, actually, actual, actually, that's a guilty pleasure of mine. Actually, I learned like more. Of, <laughs> I, I learned more about like the transition from Shemp to Curly to Curly Joe by watching Wait, which that. One movie. Had Will Sasso in it. Dude, that was that, that was the, the Fairly Brothers. Yeah, thing. that was the Fairly Brothers yeah. thing. Yeah, I don't actually oh. know if I ever saw more than a few minutes of that one. <laughs> it actually, wasn't that bad. Yeah, I, I imagine it was actually probably at least marginally entertaining. Fairly they, Brothers. Uh, the Fairly Brothers always tend to be at least okay and at their best, really funny. The the, the actors the actors really uh, they studied the their characters yeah. and uh, they they did good impressions. It was it was all right. It was yeah. fun. I can I can't. I mean, it was it was it was a Fairly Brothers plot. That that's for damn sure. Oh yeah, but yeah. <laughs> was there any gags about uh, bodily fluids and hair? I feel like yeah, there should no, have been. No, no, no. Dead birds. So dead, dead yeah, were there dead birds? Um, <laughs> no, but it had to do with an orphanage and saving an orphanage, and <laughs> <laughs> naturally, classic Fairly Brothers. 
It's right in their wheelhouse, right there. Oh, Ladies and germs, welcome Yellow. to Fly Cats, episode number 198. Holy crap. 198. Uh, the bicentennial, so close. I feel like we should I can have taste it. something prepared. Uh, oh, well, you know, it's us. <laughs> uh, We're just going to do a clip show. That's That'd right. <laughs> We're literally just going to record. <laughs> we'll just drink gonna, and then we're going to pull clips. up the YouTube channel and just click through all the Porkins bites of the weeks <laughs> and then record that and ship it out. That's how you do there it. There you go. That's how you make budget for and the season. Twice as much alcohol as usual. Yeah, we're all yeah, going to. So. We're gonna we're gonna have a weird plot at the beginning where we all sit around on the couch because like Tina Yothers got in trouble at school or something like that, Ooh, yeah. and that'll be the plot. Is why we could start talking about you know I remember a time when <laughs> and then just I think Porkins. that's when we get recasted as hotter characters. That's that's true. We are we are way past due for that, unfortunately. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back, Fly Casual. I'm your host, Mr. Corey T. Wilson. On my left is Michael J. Archbold. Hello, hey man. Hey man. How's Hi. you guys do? How's all y'all's doing? Good. Yeah. I've got kind of a pain. A little bit. Of, it's like right here. I know. It's like emanating yeah. here and it's going down this way. Have you tried amputation? I, Ooh, there was a, a day one. this week where I was begging a doctor for <laughs> amputation. Take, take the arm. I'm like, I'm literally like, it, it, what's your, what's your pain on a scale of one to 10? How would you describe your pain? I said amputation. <laughs> and they're like, no, really. Wow. And I said, I'm not kidding. If we don't do something, I don't want my dominant arm anymore. Just also, I hate sand. It's rough and it gets everywhere. I did. Yeah. <laughs> and then she just looked confused at me. So I made some apples float around the room and everything was cool. Oh, yeah. well, yeah. there you go. Worked out. You got me. a sweet robot arm. Sure do. That man, I wanted nice. that robot arm. Yeah. I wanted that. Oh, yeah, robot why arm. wouldn't you? Like, I want to. Yeah, I want to hear little like mechanical servo sounds when I shoot shoot the bird at someone. They actually say with the advancements in robotics that that's like a concern that doctors have. That people that, will that people will just say, injure themselves. No, not even injure themselves. Just, fake just it. no, just say take the arm. I want the robotic one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Th there's actually somebody concerned about that. There, yeah, people talking about that. Don't get me wrong. I have I a different. A arm. I have a different outlook on chronic pain than I did before. Like I like I, I like totally. My arm totally hurts right now. And, and just listen, no, uh, I'm fine. But you know, I had a nasty rotator cuff issue, and there was a few days there where I was like. I don't want it anymore. Like, if this is life, take it away. Sure, right. And this is literally, this is my dominant hand. This is my left hand. I'm left-handed. And I'm like, just just go. I, I I was getting to the point where I was depressed. I'm like, I can't do anything. Yeah. This sucks. Now, like, you know, got the cortisone shot and everything like that. And a couple of days later, I'm like, oh, my arm hurts. It feels like I injured it. And that's fine. Right. It's like, yeah. There's a total you difference. Deal with, deal with that pain. Yeah. It's like, it's not, not like the, it doesn't hurt. It really hurts. But it's, it, it's not like this hopeless, like, focused pain that it's you, like a five now instead of an <clears throat> amputation yeah right? yeah but see i i don't, I don't <laughs> even like rating it on a scale because to me it's just, it's completely different kinds of things right. and as you get older and you start to run into these things without actually injuring yourself <laughs> i just say so like wow one day you're like my arm kind of hurts and the next day you're like my arm hurts a little more and then a week later you're like yeah take it yeah just well, give me a stick what? to bite on join my Rubber world arm. you old men that's what happens when you get a little bit older yeah, mike knows i don't i do know like i ain't lying I don't yeah, Mike. That just sounds <laughs> awful. I'm like, oh, I got off the couch. I guess. Oh, I guess yeah. I'm I'm done for a week. Yeah, exactly. Oh, stood up too fast. <laughs> there goes my month. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, they're losing months over there. Magic Control, Mr. Stephen J. Howie. Yep. Yep. Where'd they go, Howie? Uh, what? Where does the time? Where'd your go? months go? You lost them. My what? 
Months. Months. Your months. months. You lost the months. Months. I, I, I don't know what you you're got the mumps. About. Hey, Howie, did you hit record before we started talking? Because I feel like you didn't know we were recording. <laughs> recording. Uh, what? Months. I, I don't know what what you even mean by where did my months go? You lost them. Lost them. Where did I lose them? Where, I, that's what I'm asking. When I said that, speaking of losing months over there is Steven. But I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. All I know is that Mike can't stand and pee because he's old. Can't stand pee? Yeah. No, when I stand to pee, I, 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 I pull a muscle. Yeah. So, Ooh, yeah. Pull a hammy. And his prostate yeah. is, wow. you know. You need uh, robot hammies. Engorged. I do. That's what I'm saying, man. I'm about to say, just take it. Just take the legs. You know, it's funny. I'll take the robot. When you're in your 20s or like, God forbid, you're in college. If if a dude sits to pee, that's open ridicule Ooh. season. That's open season. <laughs> and that's so drunk. But once you, once <laughs> you get north, for? once you get north of 35, <laughs> like you say, you're like a 36 year old and you're like, well, like, I'm, I'm when I'm at home, gonna, I'm a sit peer. I'm just going to. And your friends are like, you what? And then three years later, they're like, yeah, I'm sit peeing too now. I don't yeah. know what happened. How are you supposed to look at your phone? Because yeah, you're, you're, you're tweeting. While you're pissing, yeah, it's funny. Mm-hmm. I heard a joke about yeah, that tweet tonight. Sometime. Too, you so did what? Huh? It's coming full circle for me. Oh, you heard a joke about sit and pee, sit and pee, and is- how like old and it's the best thing ever. It is. It's the greatest. Once you get to a certain age, you just realize why have I been standing this whole time? Oh, yeah. Yes. What was I trying to standing, prove? Standing and pee is a young man's game. That's right. Like, like especially, Bell. especially when you first wake up in the morning <laughs> when you're younger and you're trying to like bend over to point that thing. You know what I mean? You're the old battlewing. You're trying to point that in the right direction. Hey, speaking of the Taco Bell, uh, Garrett, did you hear? Uh, yeah. You can get that app now. And they'll deliver it to you. They'll bring it right to you. Yeah. Now that's how you die. Yep. <laughs> that's how you shorten that life, that, man. That means, that means all day, every day. Yeah. At that point, you're just sit peeing because of loss of muscle mass. Yeah. All these fast food places deliver now, and it's scary. I don't People know, dude, but I've been, I've been milking that free Dave single like you wouldn't believe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> On the Wendy's app, they're just giving away the quarter pound hamburger. I, they, they just see you have your phone out and they're like, hey, you want. Yeah, I had. Oh, wait, get hey. my, my thing. OK. Yeah, I, I actually today pulled up and, you know, it says, you know, the app says, don't click on it to get a code until you're like totally ready to order for. We swear it's like until you're totally <laughs> yeah. ready. So when I'm, I'm at the drive thru, I'm like, yeah, and I got a thing for days free single. Like, That's fine. Let's show it to us at the window. I get up to the window and I click on it, redeem. And it says, show the cashier this code. And it was a blank screen. 89. No, it, yeah, it is every time. It's 89. It's always 89. <laughs> but it's a blank screen. And I was like, um, I swear I haven't used it. And I showed it to her. She goes, it says to show me the code, but there's no code. I'm like, so I got code, nothing. And she goes, well, try exiting and do it again. I'm like, I can do that, but I already redeemed it. I don't know if it let me. And it did. And guess what the code was? 89. 89. Uh. 89 every time. Yep. I don't know how long that runs. I don't know score. when this episode Just comes out. That'll still be going, but... The free nope, end of the month. It won't be. This comes out in October. So oh, yeah. Free the free Dave single every day. That's a hot item. That's like mm-hmm. three bucks a sandwich. Three bucks. Y'all worth a sandwich. Just given away for free. For free. Yeah. You could buy a frosty, a 50 cent frosty. 50 cent frosty and a free Dave single. Mm-hmm. That's I, the best deal. And best deal in hamburgers right there. That's the best deal across the pond and down a few, according to Mr. Garrick, not Jay Hardy. What up? Hey, hey man. Know, if we could replace our parts with robot limbs. I'd probably just be like Krang, put my brain in a in robot your, body. Yeah, man. Like, but like right in the ends of mutated things, but would like you keep turtles your, and rats? Would you keep your, your brain in like near the crotch of the robot body? Like Krang did. I feel like yeah. that's a, an odd decision. Yeah. It's better than on the top. Why? Why is it better? You get a bird's eye view oh. if you're up there. 
Not, not with your brain. You don't see with your yeah, brain. You can yeah, see hello. through the robot's eyes. Plus, if you're, but but if everybody looks at your brain with eyes and a mouth that's in the belly region, mm-hmm. then it's their eyes are going to be when they're looking you in the eye, they're going to be close to your robot crotch. And I feel like that's, that's what I want because I got a robot crotch. Although it then does make just keep going eyes up here. It does make I'm, doing yeah. a sixty nine a little different. Ooh. Oh heavens! There's no it's such easier, thing when it's at your it's belly always. level. What are you What are you talking about? I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, the robot sixty nine. What does that, that even yeah, robots, mean? Man. Yeah, robots and R sixty nine. Robots, robots don't do that. Do you get a free fi- flying? Do you get a free flying fifty nine Cadillac if you're from Dimension X? Is that like yeah. a comp? <laughs> yeah, they give them away. Yeah, I feel like it should be. It's like, like Wendy's cheeseburgers. They just, you just show them your code and you get a free flying <laughs> eighty nine. <laughs> there you go. 89. Robot code 89. Anyhow, mm-hmm. hey, gentlemen, we got some reviews to talk about. Why don't we hop right into it? Oh, oh that's me. It is. You better bring it, baby. Your turn, biznatch. What? You heard me. What? Come on, man. Your time to shine, baby. What? He's, My time to shine. He's agape. He's sitting agape. <laughs> I was offended by Please, what he said. His gape belly yourself. is agape and his mouth, which is in his brain, yeah. and his belly also agape. Mm-hmm. I'm so mm-hmm. confused. Degape yeah. yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, I got my brain in my belly. So, you know, give me, cut me some slack, man. All right. Yeah. Anyway. This time. So before I get to reviews, let's just do a little segment here. You guys ready for this? Oh. Hit me. It's a little segment called... The rest of the saga. One of those. So here we go. Here we go. Again. Yeah. Steven Allen Spielberg was born in Cincinnati, Ohio, in the middle of December 1946. He was from an Orthodox Jewish family. His mother was a restaurateur and concert pianist, and his father was an electrical engineer working on the forefront of computer development. At the age of four, his family moved to New Jersey And then only three years after that, they moved across the entire United States to Phoenix, Arizona. Seven-year-old Stephen had a tough time during those transitions, making and keeping friends. And to make it worse, he suffered incessant bullying at school because of his Orthodox Judaism. Stephen would often spend time alone in his own, where his only companion was his imagination. He would sit for hours watching the shooting stars and night at night, wishing desperately that he could somehow bring his inner imaginary world out into the real one. Somewhere around his 12th year, his wish would be granted, as he would make a discovery that would not only change his life, but the movie industry as we know it. What he discovered was his father's 8mm Kodak movie camera. Once young Steven realized the power of film, his upward trajectory seemed unbroken after that, even his childhood itself would act as a part of it, the inspiration for the J.J. Abrams film Super 8. At 12, he would be awarded his photography Boy Scout merit badge by doing something no one had ever done before to gain that badge. He wrote, directed, and filmed an almost full-length Western movie. By the age of 16, he had honed his craft even further, and he spent $500 to film a 140-minute sci-fi epic called Firelight which would be shown in the local movie theater, and it would actually end up breaking even. 
Eventually, at the age of 27, after being rejected from film school, working odd jobs in the movie industry and getting to direct a few TV episodes, he would get called up to the big leagues to direct an actual studio-produced movie. The studio that called him up had just purchased a right to a novel that was about some big-ass shark or something, and they thought it would make a really good horror feature to get the kids in the seats and buying popcorn. But Spielberg saw this opportunity differently. He saw this as his big chance to prove himself. The movie he was given, named Jaws, would go on to take his career from the cruising altitude of 20,000 feet and launch it into space, figuratively and literally. With his newfound fame and newly gained respect to the movie industry after making the highest grossing film at all of all time to that point, he had the unique opportunity to choose and create his next project. He was thrown scripts left and right, but instead of looking to the future, he looked to the past, to his first independent feature film, Firelight, and decided to take the ideas in that film and magnify them by a thousand. Firelight, you see, was about humanity's first contact with an alien species. He added some Richard Dreyfus and a dash of mashed potatoes <laughs> to his original movie, and he eventually came out with Close Encounters of the Third Kind. This movie would be another box office smash for the young Spielberg and go on to be with Jaws on the list of the best movies ever made. During the filming of the movie, though, Stephen had his doubts that it would even break even when it eventually was released. The science fiction movie genre in the 70s was less comprised of monster films and campy space fantasies with buxom young lads and lasses that would always flop in theaters. And this movie was none of that. And it even added elements of philosophy and, and a dive into the human condition, which seemed like a recipe for disaster for the mainstream cinema. One day while filming, Stephen got a visit from a friend he had met while trying to break into the film industry. Even with his massive success on Jaws, and maybe partly to due to his lonesome childhood, he still had a he was still a true friend to even those down on their luck that came to him asking for a buck or even some advice. His friend was trying to make his own move, and the studio had decided to give him a meager development budget and a very short leash. The movie was proving to be a nightmare to make, and it was already running over budget, over schedule, and there was the fear the studio would just pull the plug altogether any day now. All the stress had given Stephen's friend a severe hypertension, and he decided to take a few days off to visit Stephen to see if he could get any pointers and maybe relax a bit before he had a total nervous breakdown. Stephen and his friend click like they had never been apart. They laughed and talked a lot over the old and new times over the next few days. And Stephen confided in his friend that he was afraid his movie was probably going to flop. And with all the money that Columbia had invested in their new Wonderkin Steel Spielberg, the failure would probably mean that Columbia would have to shutter their doors and close down. Spielberg's friend almost guffawed at that. Walking around Steven's set of close encounters of the first kind, third kind, he yelled, This is gonna be the biggest hit of all time. I can't believe this set. I believe I can't believe what you're getting, and oh my goodness. He paused for a moment and looked pensive for all right, I tell you what, I'll trade you some points. You want to trade some points? I'll give you 2.5% of my move if you give me 2.5% of close encounters. Steven smiled wryly and took his hand and shook it. Sure, I'll gamble with that. Great. <laughs> close encounters of the third kind would go on to make $303 million at the box office. 
the bet the two men, men made would end up breathing new life into his friend. And as he knew, he would most likely have this windfall to fall back on when his movie flopped or was canceled. He returned to the set with a new spring in his step. Well, you'll be happy to know that Steven's friend's movie did eventually get made, and it even saw a limited release in 32 theaters on opening night. The movie went up on the big screen just a few months shy of the release of Close Encounters of the Third Kind, with the vague title of Star Wars. Of course, the rest is history. Star Wars had become the highest-grossing film of all time, and George Lucas would not forget that handshake over that gentleman's bet. And as a man of his word, he traded 2.5% of his movie's profit for 2.5% of Close Encounters of the Third Kind's profit. (laughs) And that's how Steven Spielberg came to own 2.5% of Star Wars that has netted him an estimated and adjusted for inflation $40 million to date. (laughs) And that is the rest of the saga. Nice. Well done. Yeah. George Lucas and Steven Spielberg, BFF, man. Yeah, I dude. love how George Lucas was such a worrywart and such like one of those like ad, like advanced, like stressful, self-deprecating people that he's like, my movie's going to suck so bad, I'll give you points on it. <laughs> <laughs> my, I swear, because like, that way when it does suck and, and no one likes it, at least you'll know that I knew that was going to happen and I won't be as lame. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it just it cracks me up that Lucas is that personality. T- I mean, it's not a surprise either. No, but you know yeah. those people who are like, "Hey, I totally did this thing. It's awful. Come take a look." <laughs> you know, everybody knows that yeah. that it person cracks me up that they had the flexibility to be able to offer points on their movies. <laughs> That's because the studios you know are like, studios are like, we don't even care. You don't even yeah, that, just do whatever. That crap don't happen no mo. Yeah, no, not no mo. So no, yeah, uh, Steven Spielberg making some money for nothing. Mm-hmm. For I taking up chicks were free, taking a buddy on a walk. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Remember yeah. so that. Moving on. Yep. <laughs> Shake, always trade points, guys. That's right. When you're making them, always trade points. I'll gamble with my salary. Sure. What about podcasts? <laughs> Do we trade points on podcasts? Yeah, I'll trade points. On Do we have points to trade? <laughs> hey, if we keep if we keep growing that YouTube, we barely following. have points to talk about. <laughs> that's the point. But um. We're about to monetize, baby. <laughs> yeah, baby. Get some sweet, sweet ad money. It's going to happen. Oh, gee. Just you guys wait. We're going to be filthy with Dollar Shave Club ads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Every 30 seconds. That's right. Now, I want, I'm going to be discriminating on our ads. Though. Oh, We're really? Ads. No, no dollar, dollar, <laughs> dollar shave club. Everybody does Dollar Shave Club. Let's see, like 50 Cent Shave Club. We're going to be funded by the Koch brothers. Mm. Yeah. That's yeah. the big money. <laughs> Take that, progressive. Funded by the cartel. Uh, Ooh, cartel. Yeah. Ooh, I like cartel like money. That's exciting. Yeah. Guys like cocaine? Well, let me tell you about cocaine. You like the cocaine? <laughs> the cocaine. Yeah. This episode of Fly Casuals brought to you by cocaine. Like cocaine. <laughs> hey, now we all know that cocaine got a bad rap in the 80s when it was being snorted by all these business moguls and investment bankers wearing suspenders and their powder blue button-up shirts. But cocaine has changed recently, and we want to get the word out so that you can be at the forefront of new cocaine technology. That's how it's going to go. It's going to be long, safe. rambling. They used to put it in our drinks. That's like right. Like Coca-Cola. Hey, did. People the, used to brush their teeth. You hear the rumor that Coca-Cola is looking to add a... Uh, add the a, cocaine? No, well, not the cocaine. The, the mar- No, yeah, the marijuana. Ooh. Yeah. The coca- uh, they're Coke. infusing it? 
They're thinking about making a uh, marijuana variant in the Canada. That sounds like it would taste terrible. Yeah, because mar- marijuana smells like a cat's ass. I mean, <laughs> actually, it smells like catnip because it I think they're very like closely the related. Sweet, sweet Chiba. <laughs> sweet, now. sweet Chiba. Dagunja. <laughs> Weed cola. I've I've never walked into the room and gone and, and gone. Oh no, that's a pleasant smell of marijuana. That's never happened. It's always like, what is that funk? You know, that's <laughs> what died. Yeah, what died? You're alienating all our chronic fans. Lots buddy. of the. I'm not. I've <laughs> I have never partaken of the marijuana. Oh, I've never I've never taken the pot. Really? I've never <laughs> never I've done the pot. The pot. Huh? I've never I've never snorted or <laughs> injected the pot. I've yeah, I've never yeah. Uh, I doubt very intravenous pot use. Yeah, yeah. The, Did you infuse the pot? I have never <laughs> uh, toked a bowl of the monkey weed of the the devil grass. Is that, is that a thing? Mm. Monkey weed? I uh, I've, I have never been a partaker. However, yes, twere it to be legal. And twere it not to be job threatening, I have I don't think I have any issue with like a, a controlled environment test. Oh, don't get me started on this discussion. Oh, you oh, guys know how I that feel. libertarian's gonna come out shooting <laughs> guns and science. Shooting, science, right? Shooting guns and shaving <laughs> off government chunks. <laughs> and hating on shooting net neutrality. Guns. And I don't even hate it. Or I don't even well, use it. Speaking of uh Net neutrality. Oh boy! No, not even at all. <laughs> not even a little bit. Dag nabbed. Uh, I was <laughs> ready for Wars. that discussion. Nah. The Star Wars guys. Oh yeah. This uh, oh, franchise yeah. we're all huge fans. Of, oh yeah. That has thing. announced a new thirty-issue <gasps> maxi series. What? what uh, <laughs> maxi pad series. I need an adult. Yes. Mm. Yeah, maxi series. So this thirty-issue series will cover. The three main ages of Star Wars. So the, for those who are not familiar, Age of Republic, Age of Rebellion, and Age of Resistance are the three main ages, which is the prequels, the OT, and the new trilogy coming out. Hmm. Yeah, so there, there will be one-issue comics that will cover each one of these uh, eras. And the uh, first one coming out, of course, is and they're doing it in chrono- chronological order. So Age of the Republic will be first. And they should be coming out this December. And they will have one or two a month leading up to the last movie in the new trilogy. Really? So, uh, yeah. So you got uh, right now we only have uh, 24 announced that I guess they're holding six back for whatever reason. <laughs> but a lot of a lot of famous names surprise, in here. Surprise. Yeah. You got uh, the first one. Will, first ones will be Qui-Gon and Darth Maul. And then. Ooh, continues really? on through the some of the main characters. You got Han Solo, Grand Moff Tarkin, uh, got a Supreme Leader Snoke one. That should be interesting. So yeah, should be interesting. Oh, General that's... Grievous, guys? You like Grievous? <sighs> yeah. yeah. I look yeah. forward to seeing whatever onomatopoeia they use for his cough. Yeah. Bark, I'm really excited. They're bringing in pretty pretty decent writers in the first uh, The Age of the Republic. Bringing Jody Hauser, who's done, uh, she did the the Thrawn uh, adaptation hmm. comic, which I thought was amazing, and she also did the Rogue One adaptation, which I also. Then they bring they're bringing in Greg Pak for the the Age of Rebellion, and Tom Taylor for the Age of, and Tom Taylor's worked on the Dark Horse uh, Star Wars comic, so he's uh, he's got a little bit of experience, so 
Should be interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. You guys excited? I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm a excited. kind of guy. Yeah. I we res- got Lando one, guys. Lando. I'm reserving Lando. my excitement. Django Fett, Corey? Like uh, I wouldn't mind a little more Django backstory to make me give a crap about his yeah. instant decapitation. You like, as as you get... like Jabba the Hutt? Uh, this guy, Jabba the Hutt? I, you know what's funny? Scottish I don't, I don't have a, a whole lot of interest in Jabba the Hutt because Jabba was in Ooh, everything. When oh, the, that's not Jabba. When it was a uh, <laughs> no, that's just Greedo <laughs> slowed <laughs> way down. Wait, that sounded like Abadala. Abadala and Jabba. <laughs> Surprise, everyone! I've returned. <laughs> I've, been, I've been practicing my Rodian. <laughs> solo. <laughs> That's spot on. It is. We must do something. Oh no! Here we go. <sighs> Nailed it. I've got some other ones. Yoto. Yoto. That's, That's not Rodian, but uh, I think it gets the job done. It's the hibernation sickness. Uh, <laughs> yeah, did did you go to the bathroom? Your vision will return with time. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't even. Did I can't even. A, I even did explain. They have a Padme one. They have a Padme one, Corey. Oh, they do. Well, they do. They it. Hot yeah. dog. I heard it. Hot diggity. <laughs> Yeah. It's from that so, era too. Would you guys? Would like you guys that. want me to do uh, dramatic readings of the Padme comic <laughs> in that voice? Yes. Right. Yes, please. Well, as long as I can way, pronounce yeah. all of the sound effects exactly <laughs> as spelled. So that might probably be in the middle of next year when that comes. Weep. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, chortle, on to chortle, the... zip, snap, hiss. <laughs> Doing all the sound effects. All the breathing them. is a nice touch. It's like the what it Padme's a mouth breather now. When has she not been a mouth breather? Cakes and pies, cakes and pies. <laughs> So you think yeah. she's going to say something, but she's not. She's just really having a hard time breathing. <laughs> right. yeah. She's yeah. thinking. She thinks a lot. She's smart. <laughs> she is. She's measured. That's the that's the diplomat. It is. Mm-hmm. And her coming out. She knows contemplating. Yeah, contemplating what to say next. This is how democracy ends. With thunderous applause. That's not how she talked back then. <laughs> this is awkward for even me. I just <laughs> the best part for me with doing this is staring directly at Mike <laughs> for like him leaning back and shaking. Well, he's got he's got two mics pointed at him. He does. Yeah. Well, Mike gets two mics. Yeah. He's triple mic. He's going to be in stereo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. We come through stereo anyway. Yeah. So yeah. Two, hey. uh, comic oh. run. 
come to an end <gasps> this Ooh, week. Thank goodness. Who's coming to an end? We had two of them that did come to the end. So the Star Wars, The Last Jedi com- comic yeah. adaptation came to an end. Oh, let me have And no, then the Lando goes. Double or Nothing miniseries also came to an end. Yeah, it did, didn't it? And the Double or Nothing I haven't really mentioned because I was not very impressed with it. Okay, I was hoping <laughs> that I wasn't the only one that felt that <laughs> way. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. there was a lot of dialogue, and I thought, I mean... You get a lot of L three dialogue, which I I thought was pretty good. Ish, okay, yeah. it was funny, but I, I, everything else was just sad. the, the just situation. I mean, the story. Basically, it's uh, Lando is conscripted to help um, a couple of people on a planet that's trying to decide whether or not they want to rebel against the Empire. This is pre Han Solo film, right? And. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's brought in and he helps. It's just very, it's just a predictable plot. <laughs> I yeah, mean, there's just it very, not. It is. The, the thing I loved about the original Lando, the, the, the first Lando series, was that it was just really out there. And yeah. uh, I mean, it really, it really dug into the character of Lando. It felt like Lando. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, absolutely. And then, of course, Lobot, <laughs> the implants. And there was just <laughs> oh, a lot of implants. implants. Hello. Remember me? I've got the implants. <laughs> but this Classic. was just, it was just, ugh. It just, it I don't know. It almost good. felt like, uh, it almost felt like the 70s Star Wars series. Like, just, it like, did. uh, just random. I mean, it was just rando alien people with pointy ears. <laughs> he helped that almost them out. made me not appreciate Lando anymore. <laughs> it was not Yeah. Good. I'm really upset with that statement, Garrick. Well, I, I, yeah, I expected a lot more from that. Uh, he comic. didn't even like get with any ladies. I, yeah, the closest he came was at the end. I think she gave him a kiss and said thanks. Yeah. And instead exactly. of the next panel being them in bed, it was just like, Come oh, on. okay, we'll see. Because that's how the like we're we're not misogynists. That's how the original <laughs> comic started was him in bed. With I the know. <laughs> that's what made it beautiful. I know. It was just like that's that's his character. Yes, you know. that's right. There's my anyway, baby. You know. Yeah. So yeah, Star Wars: The Last Jedi came to an end. I didn't really read it, but uh, I guess there was some interesting uh, ending di- in- internal dialogue with Luke when he uh, disappeared or whatever. Yeah. So we get we get to see Luke's last words. Uh, so you guys interested in those? Yeah. Oh, go sure ahead. I am. Yeah. Right, knock it out. Wait, yeah, wait, 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 wait. We should we should guess first, shouldn't we? What was Luke's last internal monologue before he faded like a fart in the wind? Go ahead. N- nudist colony. Huh. <laughs> that's what that's what Mark Hamill oh, said his, right. his last words oh, were. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. right. How are any guesses? Uh peace be with you. Oh, and also with you. Thank you. Um me, I think I think that Luke Skywalker's last thoughts as he farted it and it became a fart in the wind was probably just uh, uh, <laughs> Rosebud, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Bleep, blop, bloop. It's a sled. Yeah, back on Tatooine. Air speeder, <laughs> land speeder, land <laughs> speeder. T seventeen. Tossy. Power converters. <laughs> Never got them. Uh. No, but his real last words were, 
You guys ready for this? I'm dying. I'm dying for tissue. it. I'm getting Get there. your tissues out, fellas. Oh, here um, we go. I've always got my tissues. Get into the panel. Go. Oh, my okay. gosh. <laughs> Actually. It, and, and so it begins, or so it ends as it began, by the light of the two suns, before stepping into a larger world. Disappear. Ian said. What? The be- I actually would appreciate the- that at the end of the movie. I thought I think that would have landed. Oh well, yeah, much. anything's an improvement. But. <laughs> actually, you guys should go to View Comic and take a look at the panels. Oh man, I gotta do stuff. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't sign up for this. The panel before he says these words. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is like, it some great looks sound Looks like effects? he's taking a huge deuce. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And the oh. panel below that, it looks like he's a little kid or something. Yeah, I'm like, uh, the art's not great, but no, our, the, the art was <laughs> furiously scrolling. Impressive. I'm so excited right now. Um, yeah, this art is questionable. <laughs> it yeah. was on like, Force Awakens too. Yeah, it was. It it's did. not great. <laughs> oh yeah, he's he's sweating out a grunt, boy. <laughs> That is fantastic. I love how in the next the next panel after he's like uh, you know he's pushing out a grumpy, it looks like he's a bearded four year old. Yeah, that's what I just saying. Looks like a little kid. (laughs) Looks like a toddler with a beard. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, didn't do perspective very well in that one. Oh no. Yeah. (laughs) He's like he's in. He's like Luke. And so it he's, ends. He's like Luke. If instead of Anakin was his father, it was uh, it was uh, 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 the dude. What was on Tatooine with Anakin in the first movie, played by Warwick Davis, that was also in Solo. I can never remember the character's yeah. name. I do got to. I do got to give it to the writers to try to add something to this. Yeah. <laughs> to try to make so. it meaningful in some. Well, fashion. actually, I mean, the only thing notable about this comic was. Was that is that the writers tried to dig in a little bit and yeah uh, they added yeah enter the internal dialogue in this may may be worth buying it perhaps or at least reading uh, it or going to comic dot com and check it out <laughs> yeah but you actually see the kid force pull the broom into his hand yeah which I have never seen uh, I've never so seen because I never even when I was watching for it in the theater I blinked at the wrong time. Because it happened so quickly, and I, uh, since it came out on video, have never made it that far into the movie again. The, the best part about this comic, though, is is the preview for Doctor Afro twenty four in the page. That's a great cover. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh well. Yeah. So anyway, it is what it is. It, it is what it is. Um, so Vader twenty one also came out. Oh boy! Yeah, it did. In-depth look at how Vader got his castle, how Vader met his castle, right? Yeah, how Vader his castle how, back when Vader I'm met gonna, castle. Vader met castle. Yeah, yeah there you go. That's yeah. an that'd be an interesting franchise castle? crossover. You got castle? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, castle Act was yeah. another one. I like it. Yeah, and Castle Act Two. Castle Act Two. That's when they brought all the kids in. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they need uh, up the cuteness factor. Yeah, but they uh, but then you know they had to bring a lot of the Sith from the pro singing act in the first Castle Act yeah. movie. That's where all the babies go that he steals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> send him to, send yeah. him to an inner city school. With- so the the writer of uh, Vader Twenty One is Charles Soule, and he also wrote the the previous Lando run, the one we do like, and he also uh, yeah he's he's written this so. Uh, he's actually bringing back this mask 
that we saw in the Lando comic. Oh, is that where that's from? Yeah. So this is the, so yeah, he confirmed it on Twitter. He said, yes, that is the mask. It's called the mask of Lord Momin, Momin, something like that. M-O-M-I-N. So that Vader originally found it in Jocasta's new secret vault in the temple in Vader 10. And uh, he took it to Mustafar. And eventually I guess it's going to be on uh, the emperor's uh, pleasure yacht thing when Lando steals it. The Excalibur? <laughs> yeah, the Excalibur, sure. <laughs> so it was called in TIE Fighter. Oh, was yeah, that's right. Yeah. I forget what it was actually called, but uh, yeah. yeah, so that was some good, interesting continuity how Charles Soule likes that mask so much. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was an interesting issue. Um, I liked it. I liked the art too, the opening panels with Anakin oh, standing yeah. on the ship. Some it's, of it the shows, art, some yeah. of the it shows art young Anakin staying there looking at the mask, mask and he turns around and he's got Vader's like melted yeah. face, face on the grafted onto his yeah. skin. Yeah, people are tweaking on that because it's so freaking creepy. It is. It's very creepy. Yeah, I've seen that uh, <laughs> pop up in, uh, in some blogs and stuff in the last day or two. Yeah, I love what they're doing with this comic, though. I do too. Yeah, I get to. See, I didn't realize, or maybe I forgot that that's where Vader like bled his stone was on Mustafa. Yes, I forgot that too until they mentioned yeah. it in the comic. Yeah, yeah. yeah and that's yeah. why that's kind of like why he wanted to build his castle there, is because that's you know where the most pain is, I suppose, where he made his lightsaber, and it's this, I guess, his nexus of his power now. So mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Wait, you, you missed another part there that they did something interesting. What's that? Looks like they pulled a like a that Naboo ship out of a pile of lava. It was yeah, like a callback a- to pulling a- that Luke pulling or Yoda pulling <laughs> the X wing out of the swamp. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. And they're pulling the well. Essentially, what and- happens is is actually Vader has been gifted uh, 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 Palpatine basically preserved um, Padme's ship. Yeah, yeah, and he's and he has gifted this to Vader. And Vader has decided to go to Mustafar and uh, um, rough it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and as they're landing, he decides to take control of the ship because he's with an architect and and some crew. And uh, but as they're approaching Mustafar, he decides that I'm going to take this manually down, and he approaches the planet without shields. <laughs> and uh, that's that's what uh, the result is: is the scarred tore up ship so something that was beautiful and sleek is now scarred and mm-hmm. yeah much so like he's him. made the memory of her some like symbolism him. there a little bit yeah like that, there's some a couple of a couple of levels of symbolism the, there. the female in the comic she's like the architect that's gonna build the castle for him so she's trying to get into his head oh no don't go him <laughs> yeah right Wait, exactly don't do it she's trying to understand him so she can you know give him a design that he likes and that's the first thing that she you know she notices oh the sleek ship and this and that and then after they land after you know going landing without you know the shields and, and the scarring of the ship she kind of looks at it and is like oh okay i'm getting an idea now <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's funny because vader won't give her anything at all except you know build me this castle and if i don't like it well you have to start over and so it's it's interesting her trying to figure out what vader's aesthetic would be if he were to build a castle and it's uh hard for her but then she dies so it's okay yeah he pretty much she don't have to worry about it anymore <laughs> yeah essentially just just so you know i mean at the end of the comic basically the the mask takes over <laughs> one of the dead bodies 
and pretty much gives Vader the design. So yeah, yeah. So that was interesting. That sounds about right. Yeah, <laughs> it's yep. kind of it's creepy and different, but uh, I like yeah. it. That mask has some sort of like Sith presence. Right. It's pretty- you, know, mm-hmm. you know, you say you like the art in this, but every time Palpatine, actually, I, I don't. It's pretty weak. Uh, yeah, every time Palpatine's, <laughs> and it's like the face. Palpatine's face looks weird every time I show it. And yeah. there's a couple where he just didn't bother. There's some like things, his face is just missing. There's some things I like about it. The colorist did well, I feel like, but there's oh, yeah. some, and there's some things I like about it. The the Vader panels, especially when he's meditating. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, there's other panels that are just pretty weak. Yeah, it's hit and miss, really. The yeah. the covers for the, are amazing. Love the cover, yeah. Covers are probably one of my favorite ever. And there's one coming out where I think people have been posting this and tweaking out where Vader's basically standing in the lava and there's this lightning storm behind him. And it looks like he's just like mad and lava's flying everywhere. Or he's coming out of the lava or something. But yeah, cool stuff. Cool stuff, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And then Star Wars uh, 54 came out. Yeah, it did. Yeah, one of the biggest comic events <laughs> of, of all, all time. Han Solo <laughs> flies an X-Wing. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, he finally gets in that cockpit and flies that thing around in his little X-Wing flight outfit. So that was fun. I've been teasing this for like two issues. Yeah. yeah. And we lost a uh, semi-major character as well. So uh, we, uh, you remember Rogue One, the movie? Sure do. You remember uh, General Draven? Sure do. Guy? He was all mad. Yeah, he did. Aww. Yeah, so Draven he sacrifices himself, redeems himself and, yes. and from the assholishness takes, of Rogue One. And takes a little bit out of it by explaining it. He's like, hey, remember Jen Urso and how she did that thing and it was all great, but I was like the guy who said not to. I feel like a dick, so I got to go out on a good way too, so go ahead and leave. Yep. <laughs> kind of. That's exactly yeah, it. Kind of. Yeah. He says it. He explains it. I I'm, know. I don't want to die. I don't want to I don't want to uh, fade in obscurity Corey, with that dick move was, on my belt. I got to It was at an exposition for those who didn't remember who he was. Uh, That's all it was. It could have been done better. For no show. People, people who read a lot of comics I like probably that, need I like that, that extra helping so. hand. I did too. I like it, I, it closed that t- that loose end. I thought I appreciated it. And yeah, and, and Vader pretty much just crushed him. So, <laughs> yeah. what a yeah. way to go! He went out hardcore. Used for squish. But actually, so, yeah, this not- is the, this arc is kind of wrapping, and uh, yeah, this really. I mean, if you guys remember, geez, it's been this arc is I don't know four or five issues in now, and yeah. uh, but when it started, I mean, this is like an epic battle in the history of of the rebellion because this is right when they first put together their fleet. And I mean, like out of the gates, they're attacked by the empire because they were betrayed by trios. If you remember. And yeah. uh, I mean, so this, this actually, this arc is like actually a big deal. Yeah. Um, it's epic. Yeah. Very epic. So, so not only, yeah, not only does we see Han Solo and flying around in an X wing, Princess Leia is flying around. Yeah, and a TIE is. fighter. Yeah, she is. Yeah, so to escape, uh, she has to get these codes, undo what Trios has done to sabotage sabotage the rebel fleet. She, she, they snuck aboard Vader's ship and took these codes, and now she there's only one escape, and that's in a TIE fighter. And she almost gets shot down by Han Solo in his <laughs> X-Wing. But she's too good of a pilot. Hello. Suck it, Han Solo. How does that make you feel, Corey? That 
Leia's a pilot like, too. Well, was she headbutting she can, the controls in order to outfly him? But now she yeah. can fly. If she can headbutt the controls, and that's how she's such a good pilot, then it's continuity uh, even, and I'm she okay could, with it. She could head headbutt with her ship. Let's try headbutting. That's a good move. <laughs> now there <laughs> was there was one there was one scene in this that was a maybe a little too reminiscent of Rogue One. Where Vader uh, finds the rebels, oh, yeah. and he basically comes. There's a sealed door, so he comes through the sealed door with his lightsaber, and it cuts through. Yeah, cuts through, and it's pretty much the end of Rogue One. Yeah, it just cuts them all down. <laughs> where all the the rebels are sitting there firing at him, and he's just yeah, he's just slaughtering it's a rebels. Red lit. You know, Vader Hall, Murder Hall. <laughs> yeah. It looks cool, even though it's a little, maybe a little too reminiscent of Rogue One. It's pretty cool looking. Yeah. Uh, there's maybe a, I don't know, some sort of symbolism there. Who knows? But I don't know. I like this comic. I like I Vader. Do too. I love it. Yeah. I like the art. Yeah. Yeah, the art's, art's yeah. good. Art's really yeah, good. It tends yeah. to be good. He uses that uh, face technique where he traces their face yeah. or something. Yeah. Salvador Larocca. Yeah. yeah. So, I like that. I, I know some people don't. I do. I like. It. I like it yeah. when it doesn't. When the face doesn't jump out as looking completely different as everything yeah. around it, and like he, it has been bad in the past. But it, I don't know if I'm used to it or maybe recently kind of made it a little bit more subtle. I but I, I think it's it. more subtle because I think in the past he, what he tended to do was pull pull um, frames directly from the movies. Yeah. So they yeah. looked, it looked like that face, that, that you angle. already remember right. that face. You remember, oh, that's, that's Luke from empire, you know, but then, but then the thing is the, the kind of detail he would do on the face would not match the kind of detail he would do sure. around. I, yeah, the face. I understand. Right. This, yeah. I feel yeah. like doesn't suffer from that. Yeah. You're yeah, right. Right. <laughs> it, it, yeah. It melds a little better. There's some panels in there. You can definitely tell is the, from the artist. Yeah. And I still like him. Like, uh, he does a good Luke face, a good Han face, really good Leia face. Yeah, but how's his uh, O face? Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go on yeah. a ride on it's the bone general. roller coaster. So, yeah, that's all the uh, comics that came out. Holy um, crap. Yeah. Well, that means it's time for the Porkins bite of the week. Again? Doing it again? Every week, baby. Every week. I don't know if y'all know this, but when they made Star Wars A New Hope, they the theme where R2-D2 gets sucked up by like a super hoover on the side of the sand crawler. What? And when that movie was being made in the 1970s, they didn't actually have the technology to suck up an R2 up through a big old vacuum tube. What? So what they did was... They just dropped his ass out the tube like a like a poop <laughs> and ran it backwards. And then they ran it backwards. Yeah. Baker in there still. <laughs> hey guys, run! that's classic. A new hope, man. They did that with the uh, the Tuscan Raider too. Which Shake, one? Shaking the gaffy stick over his head. Oh yeah. After he hits Luke, if you look at it real close, they just run it back and forth. Yeah, they do. Forward oh and yeah, yeah. I have noticed that. Indeed. The same with Commander Cody. When he takes off his helmet, they just roll it backwards and puts it on. Really? From, uh, from uh, Revenge, of, yeah, Revenge of the Sith when he's talking to Obi-Wan. <laughs> Are you serious? Actually. Yeah. It that, looked like he rolled it off and rolled it right back on. It did, it did, but actually none of the troopers in 
either attack oh, yeah, of the clones. Real. Yeah, it was all CGI. So yeah. they CGI did yeah. previous. Uh, that's a previous Porkins bite of the week for <laughs> the Porkins historians out there. And guess what, guys? It's time for some rumors. Rumors. Mike, take us somewhere dirty. Bring it in. Bring it in. Yeah. Dirty it up, well, baby. We have been doing a lot of discussion lately, but uh, we actually had, we actually had a couple rumors rolling. What this what? week? There's actually rumors, rumors to talk about because the community's not being you know driven what? by There's... its hatred for itself. <laughs> There's always rumors out there, but <sighs> a lot of them are hard to swallow and not very good. So, but these <laughs> came in this week. This is my favorite kind. Eh, I know, but. Uh, yeah, there's been other things to talk about later. Yeah, I do so. like the ass butt rumors. Those are great. The ass butt. Ass butt. Ass butt. Mm-hmm. Because they're dumb mm-hmm. as butt. I see. No, got them. Andy Circus in the news this week, boys. What? The new movie. So. Taped. Power. And wriggling. He dies in all his movies, doesn't he? Uh, has there been, he didn't has die. Been a movie he lived in. He didn't die in. He didn't die in, uh, in, in uh, the first in Civil Planet War, of the Apes. Did he? Was it Civil War? He did what? He, what? Captain he, America: Civil War. Wasn't he in that? Oh, one? I, you, I thought you were asking. Was Andy Circus in the Civil War? Uh, I'm thinking of his character. <laughs> know, Mike, his most char- people aren't as old as you, Mike. I don't know. His character died right in Black Panther. Uh, yeah, in Black Panther. But I think he survived the first one that he was in. Wasn't that would that, be. I believe you're talking Captain about America? Ulysses Claw. Claw. Oh heavens! Caesar oh, no. died, right? <laughs> Spoiler. Wait, uh, what? Yeah, but not for not till the third film, dude. What? Yeah, but it was his I haven't seen that film yet. Don't ruin it oh, for me. I mean, he he lives a long, happy monkey life. Son yeah. of a bitch, dude, he's like, he's like literally the long, only happy. Monkey he's one of life. three characters that are in all three films. <laughs> he's not gonna live forever, bro. Son of a bitch. It's just the elongated lives of these monkeys. Oh, that that uh, orangutan. Yeah, guy. Yeah, <gasps> yeah. That's yeah, why I say he's one of like man. three characters. Yeah. There's like guy. There's like three monkeys that live in all that are alive in all three films. That's about it. Well, Andy Circus wasn't so lucky in the Last Jedi either. No, if you recall, he got cut in half. It was the worst case cut in half I've ever seen. (laughs) It was pretty bad. What are you doing, man? It was pretty bad. Mm -hmm. His bottom half just fell down. So Don't anyway, let's give him a, robot legs. A little bit of speculating going on this week. You robot see, Andy Circus was scheduled to attend a uh, Comic Con of some sort or Ooh. another, and uh, apparently he just canceled that con appearance. What? And uh, that is leading to a lot of speculation about his involvement in Ep Nine. You see, return. There are other folks. No, he's got to do Return to the Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Return to the Rise of the. <laughs> It's a, it takes place it, like uh, way in the future. It's and a like, sequel prequel. prequel. I see. Pre- a sequel to a prequel. It's a pre-sequel. Is this the one where yes. he goes back in time and the whole world is run by damn dirty apes? Yep. I, no, it's run by humans. Oh, it's, wait. Because huh? he is the ape. Yeah. He is the ape. I don't understand. It's a fish out of water story. It's a comedy. We think it's going to score great with the 20 to 30 demographic. Wait, doesn't he go back to the present and then he's like Marky Mark or something? Isn't that that's a different move. That's like a different planet, isn't it? But he does become a pop star when the other vampires won't talk to him. 
Is that what it is? Yes. Okay. All right. I'm wow. on board now. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I went deep fast. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is supposedly of note because uh, they are in the middle of filming Ep9, and uh, there what? are other stars of the movie uh, that have canceled con appearances uh, around the same time, and uh, that's uh, that's people are moving this speculation. People so, are paying attention because it was Ray Park canceling a con appearance when he suddenly got a call to yep. come be Darth Maul. Yippers! You know what? People are really stupid too because he went to that. Apparently, everybody just avoid or ignored him because he was even at the premiere of Solo, yeah, the Star Wars story. I love the fact that he he's talking <laughs> about he's at the premiere and he's sitting next to you and McGregor. You and McGregor has. Oh, yeah. No idea yeah, he's in the movie. Is, yeah, this is funny. They get to the scene, and Ewan McGregor starts losing his mind, punching him, and like, yeah, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And Ray Park's like, stop, stop, I want to see myself. <laughs> but Ewan McGregor's losing his mind, like, so thrilled for him. Yeah, yeah, elbowing him. Yeah. Dude, 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 dude. It's you. Yeah, I know, I like to see it. <laughs> I know, I was in the movie. So, uh, he's in the movie. Any thoughts about oh, yes. uh, Andy Serkis reprising his role in Nine? I gotta and know what that means. That means they're gonna have a line that contains the word. <laughs> <laughs> All right, is it so Ghost Snoke. Uh, yeah, okay, so yeah, I guess that's a good question. Is it, yeah, Force Ghost? Is it flashback? Is it he's returned? Flashback. Well, I I don't want it to be flashback because I don't. That's, I mean, that's why it's flashback. I got over the fact, yeah, I got over the fact that they're doing flashbacks in Star Wars now. But at the same time, the flashbacks, other than the Force Vision that Ray has in Force Awakened, were all in the Last Jedi, and I didn't like any of them. I didn't like how they. I didn't like those plot devices. Therefore, I haven't seen flashbacks. Legit, just flashbacks in Star Wars that I think are done well. So I'm still kind of of the stubborn old mindset that I still don't want them. So having said that, I would prefer if he were some evil force ghost, except for the following. I don't give a crap about Snoke. I would be much more like, like I would be much more afraid walking into a cavern in the Knights of the Republic on Korriban than I'm going to run into the ghost of Freedon Nad or Marcus, you know, Ravnos. Right. That, those characters that I know very little about, but I know enough to know that that was bad. Right. Right. With Snoke, I'm kind of like. Well, he just kind of showed up and he made all the teenagers make a new empire and then he got cut in half. That's all I know. What if he was a force wraith? Again, like it's like saying what? Okay. What if everybody was attacked by Wicket's ghost? What if? I don't think. Okay. I don't think Wicket's that terrifying. See now, (laughs) I think how he's on to something here because first off. Um, I'm always on to something. Well, Jedi are the only ones that have figured out how to reanimate, I guess, their, well, not even reanimate, but their... Become one with the Force. Yes. Well, but their spirit is still there. that They can communicate (laughs) as Obi-Wan or as, you know, whomever. Our understanding Um, historically of the Sith ghosts... Right. Was that they were actually... It's like an essence It's an essence, like a copy. Right. It's not an actual. Think of continuous. think of Tom Riddle in the diary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it exactly. wasn't Tom it's, Riddle. It's not Voldemort because right. guess what? He's hanging out as a shriveled up Phoenix in a high back chair. You know, <laughs> Phoenix. Phoenix. They oh. say Phoenix. Phoenix. <laughs> I like that better. <laughs> Just wait till you see the bat fetus. <laughs> so it. the shriveled up fetus hanging around with Wormtail, uh, you know, at, at whatever the hell. But it, yeah, it, 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 it's it. None of this has any precedence in the new canon. Yeah. 
Right. Other than kind of the little bit of the stuff we saw in Clone Wars, but Clone Wars didn't go into the mechanics of it like we're talking about right now. So he could just be a bad Force ghost. Even though, canonically, in the current canon, only a handful of Jedi ever knew how to become one with the right. Force and do and be a Force ghost. Right. He's in force purgatory. That doesn't yeah, mean so, that JJ gives a flying crap about that. Right. Well, yeah, see, that's the thing. If he becomes a force ghost, I might be a little disappointed in that because because of that very yeah, thing. Yeah, it's like they are the ones so, that limited but, that canon. But if he is, a like you said, a wraith, you know, or an essence of Snoke or something yeah. like that, to me, that may be a little more interesting, especially if they're digging into the force or, you know. It's just a holovid some recording. Some unknown things <laughs> about the force. Yeah, see. That's, it's like a Cylon with yeah. all time. Yeah. It's going to be, it's gonna be <laughs> Maz Kanan. Uh, except killing, this is going to yeah. be an old recording of Snoke. Yeah, it's his last will and testament. All right, I'm getting ready to walk into a meeting. I might die. If you're watching this, that means I was cut in half by that bastard with his raw power. <laughs> what if they have a resurrection ship? <laughs> a resurrection? Oh, yeah. Ooh, at that point, I'm at that point, someone needs to sit down and Snoke and say, let's talk about while you waited until you looked like a sweaty old, like crumpled up nutsack. To use the clones, you, it's funny Those you are say expensive, that, man. <laughs> it's funny you say that because there are some people that are speculating that it's, he's going to pull a, a Palpatine and and his his essence not is going to go into not canon. La, 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 la. <laughs> okay, how do you guys feel if he if he comes back full on and he is Snoke through That'd like a cloning or something? It would be Freaking hilarious. It would, yeah, it would be hilarious because it would be a middle finger to Ryan Johnson. Oh, yeah, okay. that would be funny. <laughs> or but, if he actually killed the clone and not really Snoke. Yeah, that's why yeah, Snoke was off on a beach somewhere drinking Mai Tais. Yeah. Next to, another clone was next, killed. Next to Steven one. Root from Office Space. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I would laugh at it's it. It's a jump to conclusions. But to make it work, to make it actually work, How they would have... Episode when we talked about Office Space. That's true. He doesn't... <laughs> Uh, it, to actually make it work in the story, they would have to really write some. They would basically have to lay out a, a an unnoticeable trail for like the first thirty minutes to an hour of the film before the reveal. They would have to actually weave into the plot some clues, some like sixth sense level clues that we don't pick up on. Well, there's red so that everywhere. when they do reveal it, it's like okay, yeah, that makes sense. They they did use red, so I got that covered. <laughs> you got red on you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, what, if Ray, what if Ray wakes up on that island? On what? I, huh? What? What? What like island? Luke's still alive? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. She was all a dream. Oh, boy. <laughs> She's still there. She hasn't even talked to him yet. She was She's just holding the, the lightsaber. She, she, yeah, she blacked out. She has narcolepsy, <laughs> forced narcolepsy. And she wakes up and she's holding the lightsaber. And Luke just goes, Hi, I'm Luke. What's your name? <laughs> I'm, Luke. I'm just kidding. I recognize my daughter anyway. <laughs> Come here, good old dad. Oh, Nugget, you used to hate these. <laughs> so he's Olaf from. <laughs> I would like to think. I do. I would like to think that Luke is a little more Olafy in his late age, a little more playful guy. Uh, Doesn't mind shoplifting every yeah. now and then. You know, I'm old. I deserve it. Don't tell yeah. your mother. <laughs> Put these eggs in your pants. Yeah. <laughs> Better than curmudgeon the old man. That's for damn sure. <laughs> nice. So okay. So least least interesting Snoke return would be would be like flashback, right? <laughs> 
most interesting to me would be like a force essence and and factors into the battle somehow. I, I, I wouldn't mind if he didn't factor into the battle, but just like stated some. First off, he hasn't factored into any battle yet. Yeah, no battle. May, yeah, maybe but not like, necessarily it, a battle, but like some kind of exploration just, of the force. Even of if some he sort. just like he lay, drops some knowledge that like changes the perspective sure. on whatever's happening yeah. at the time. Yeah, which yeah. is really Really, that's all he's exposition. done. That's the only purpose he served that's, in the first two films is to basically drop knowledge. That's all he's done. He's just been a character that says, actually, it's this way. And that's all. (laughs) The only purpose he served is to be the the guy who just goes, it's the opposite of what you thought. What if he attached himself to uh, Kylo's lightsaber? I thought you were going to say Chewie's back. And then he talks talks to (laughs) Kylo like um, Bob talked to... Uh, Harry Dresden. Harry Dresden. <laughs> so now through, there's a lightsaber. Through, yeah. It, it just kind of winks. At the, the every glow. time he talks, it, it activates. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What if that he would had be a and, and he's really on the back of Kylo's head. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Kylo actually pulls back his long, black, greasy, snake-like locks. And underneath you see. Ooh, no, no, no. It, it's Raylo, and they're getting ready to hook up. And he takes off Ooh. his shirt, and he turns around, and, and there's snow coming out of Ray! his back. Oh, Ray! no. <laughs> I was gonna say, get to the reactor because <laughs> living on Kylo's stomach like Garrick Krang. <laughs> no, I don't live on the stomach. I live in the stomach. Wait, well, your mother was the in the car? I don't understand. Quaid. Oh. Quaid. Let's name all the various body parts that uh, that, <laughs> that Snoke could be living as on Kylo. And let's just get the Batwang joke out of the way right now. <laughs> I'm telling you, Bruce well, Wang. We could, we could I'm have a the, grower, not a shower. We could have the Snoke snatch. Yeah. Yep. That's true. A Snoke snatch would be great. Yeah, Kylo just Snoke stops shaving snatch. and yeah. then realizes that his beard is Snoke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all these better than what we've got. The scars yes. moved back to the other side of his face. I, yeah. I, I hope they move the scar to I a completely too. different place. It goes over his bridge of his nose. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Completely different place or back to where it was. Like I yeah. want the scar to be animated like the like the wall to get the into the Jedi Temple in Rebels. You know, it just starts like making moving pictures on his face. It's like a little animated cave painting. Yeah, yeah, I like that idea a yep. lot, actually. Wait, is Snoke beard? Does the beard grow in the shape of Snoke, or are they all? Is the beard consisted of like little Snoke-like polyps, like skin tags that are all little mini Snokes? I don't know, but, but the beard has to move. You look every real time he close. Talks. Look real close. It's got a little nose, a little mouth. Yeah, yeah. I uh, little butt crackhead. I am so uninvested in the story at this point that all of these sound great. To <laughs> I know me. they do to me too. Mm-hmm. Why amazing. hasn't JJ called us up yet? I don't, I don't know. That guy is because he's too busy taking uh, taking Gugugugu out for dinner at after every day's run. All right, yeah, be, he's coming back, baby. Be, before we get to our next one, I gotta I gotta ask: is 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 Raylo? Is that a thing? Is that yeah. going to happen? Sure. Uh, <laughs> No, I don't know. That's kissing cousins, man. No, yeah. no, not really. Well, it's happened before, and so Garrick, Garrick says yes. They're gonna hook up and have babies. All the babies. So Howie says no. 
No babies. I no think babies. Kylo's going to learn the magic spell to implant a baby in Ray. I don't even think Kylo knows how to make a baby without without, without sexy happy times. I don't think he's got a wiener. He's oh, going to No, he's got a little he's got a little Snokey. <laughs> a little a little Snokey. It is Snokey. It's like a little Smokey, but it's actually a little Snokey. <laughs> but it's comparable to a little Smokey. <laughs> Uh, I've been contemplating this Raylo thing. I <laughs> I just don't know how they do that because it's it one feels of the few like things about the Last Jedi that I actually found interesting was their connection. That, yes, but agreed. then as soon as as soon as uh, as soon as Snoke, it was just Snokerino says, <laughs> I just was messing with you. Yeah. I, at that point, I, I was like, oh, now it's meaningless and I don't care. Yeah, I kind of felt the same way. I don't know why they didn't leave that as a cliffhanger. I. I <laughs> I don't know why blank. I still feel I like the end understand. of that movie should have ended at that throne room with, with Kylo reaching out his hand and say, follow me and credits. And you don't know who says yes, no, I, I'm maybe not say, others. I'm not going to say that's not a better ending to what, yeah, even if nothing else was resolved, I'm just going to be like, oh, okay, oh, that'd have been insane. You know, Admiral Holdo's over there with her finger over the button. And then, and then guess what? The movie ends. And she never had a chance to break the laws of physics according to the canon of Star Wars. I'm kind of like, well, yeah, I don't know what happened with the rebels running out of space gas, but at least that didn't happen. So, okay, I'm for it. Wow, I'm salty tonight. I guess. You're so salty. I've been listening to other I just, I've just, been listening to other podcasts that are not Star Wars podcasts but have yeah. have episodes where they talk about Star Wars. Gotcha. And it seems like everybody is not quite as nice as we are. About the last Jedi. Now, again, I'm not talking about Star Wars podcasts. I'm talking right, about right, other right. podcasts Understood. talking about Star Wars, right. and we come across as way nicer than the right. stuff that I'm hearing. I'm like, yeah. holy crap, <laughs> we are really pulling our punches for sensitive fans. Mm-hmm. Wow, that movie made all the national treasures. Oh. <laughs> so many national treasures. I believe uh, two and a half national, national treasures. treasures. It yeah. made like it made like thirty national treasures or yeah, seventy national like that. treasures. Wow, national that's a lot treasures. of national treasures. That's a lot of national treasures. You know who's a national treasure? Snoke. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> he <laughs> is a national John treasure. Voight. John Voight. John Voight. He is too. Yeah, he was quite Son literally a, a national treasure. Yeah, I don't like John Voight at all. Why? I, he rubs me the wrong way all the way back to his westerns in the like late sixties, early. Uh, well, early 70s. yeah, he was a little pretentious back then. Well, and he's named after a sporting brand. Is that why? <laughs> well, that, I like him in most. I like brand. him in most of his roles as he's his his senior citizen role. I don't know. And remember, I just recently went back and watched Deliverance for the first time. <laughs> Yeah, then yeah, again, yeah. John Voight, probably the least obnoxious person in that movie, except the 30 minute scene where he climbs a cliff and then climbs back down again. That <laughs> was pretty I, awful. Somehow Angelina Jolie came out. Yeah. Yeah, she did. Yeah. I don't wow. understand that. Yeah, how did 50% that of her came out of him. That's weird. It's true. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is weird. I don't, I don't know. John Voight, he, I, I don't, it's not that I don't like him. He gives me the creeps. That's that's what it is. I'm trying to think, my first exposure to him, <laughs> we're getting way off here. <laughs> I that's think what it was, she said. I think it was Mission Impossible, the first one, like from yeah. three or four. No, it was like ninety seven. Oh. I think ninety six or ninety seven. No, it couldn't have been that late. The one no. they based the Nintendo no. game off. Of? Yeah, the N sixty four game. The Nintendo. Actually, that that game did come out a few years after the movie. I think you're right. I had it. I had the Mission Impossible dun, game. It was dun, 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 You would play it in my dun, room. Dun, dun. Yeah. So like like Raylo just doesn't make sense to me because I feel like 96. 96, there you go. I guess I was rightish. And so were you. 
I just feel like they got to kill Kylo. I, I, I don't feel like they could do another redemption story. I wanted Kylo to be redeemed until they did the last minute U-turn at the end of Last Jedi. Yeah. I wanted, I I thought a redemption story would be like, like, like a slower burn redemption story rather than the last minute Vader switches because electricity sucks, right? Like, oh man, you're shocking the baby. Not cool. Um, that's my son. That's my son. And uh, so I thought, like, well, if this, you know, before we saw The Last Jedi, I was like, if this whole trilogy is all about redeeming this character, I feel like that's different enough that it could explore that better. But I, that all bets are yeah. off, in my opinion. I know. I mean, he killed Han, and then he, you know, yeah. that's threw his little baby fit to shoot right. it, and then uh, and then did not turn, did not Han. turn again when he had the opportunity Allegedly. with Ray. So <laughs> that's the other thing. I, I felt like that movie could have. I I, I could have swore they were going to go on the gray Jedi, you know, path. That, all that movie did was slam as many doors as possible, and it felt like it opened one door, which was see anybody can be a Jedi, but it's like. Ugh. Okay. I mean, we didn't not think that. Yeah, I, I never thought that. That's I never, why I never yeah. I never understood that. Yeah, I, I don't know why we need to be that. told we, we need to be told that the one thing you left open in this movie gives us nothing more than we had before, but you slammed the doors on a bunch of other stuff, so I don't hey, I don't know, speaking man. Of, speaking of things getting turned over. Oh boy. What's the next one? Yeah, uh, Mike. Yeah, Mike. Well, yeah, there's like a, about a su- twist. Supposedly, the big sp- domino coming the, in. There? The big spoiler that people are chatting about this week, or potential spoiler, I guess, is the, yeah, the big supposed twist that's coming in episode nine, which is going to involve some mm, double agentry, some uh, betrayal, perhaps. Bothans. Ray is actually dead. This is the the biggest the whole time. This is the biggest, most obvious thing in the world to me. <laughs> and I'm like, yep, that's JJ level. Uh, yeah, that's that, that's exactly what I expect. Like, I this is not even a surprise or like it's not even a spoiler to me. I'm just kind of like, yep, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, everybody assumed when they started talking about this that they were talking about a betrayal on the resistance side. No, that's not what they're talking about. They're talking about. A potential betrayal on the First Order side, and that would be Hux betraying. <laughs> I know that's the first my exact order. reaction. Garrick was just a, to a laugh, like like a, a snort. It's kind of like okay, so now that Hux zero sense. It makes perfect sense because no, it, Hux it, acts like a baby, and so he's going to act like a baby. And well, and, see, and, and I don't like the fact that Kylo's in charge. He makes all the rules, and he picks me last for the team. Well, <laughs> the, I think where this has a little bit of credibility is there's. If you I think guys, it's completely credible. Well, if you remember at the end of The Last Jedi where um, it was after Rey and Kylo battled and they broke the lightsaber and they both got knocked out, she slips out and somehow gets back on the Falcon and, and somehow <laughs> flies to, <laughs> flies to, to crate. Um Crazy. Yeah, I don't yeah. Some, somehow, yeah. It, yeah, she ends up doing a thing when there's some rocks get, that float around. And, <laughs> she gets shot of in a torpedo tube or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, she was Hux Hux comes into the throne room and sees Kylo laying on the floor. And if you remember, there's a split second where Hux actually goes to pull his pistol out, acting like he's gonna shoot him in the head. Yeah. And then uh so anyway, I think that's where this is maybe getting some some credibility. This, that's what I'm saying. This, <sighs> like this isn't a, this isn't even a spoiler. It's no surprise. It's literally just a cheap gimme. 
So whether it is in the movie or not, I don't well, care because the impact of it is like, meh. Yeah. It's not like Hux is suddenly going to be a good guy. He's still going to be a selfish brat. Right. Well, that's the thing with this rumor is that they're saying that it's not even because he's betraying the First Order per se. He's betraying the First Order specifically to make Kylo look bad. Yeah. I, I don't know. They, those two have never been able to share the sandbox. Well, mm -hmm. I the, the problem with the Hux character to me is, you know, after... Force Awakens, I, I was okay with their, with with Kylo and Hux's, you know, back and forth. They clearly didn't like each other, blah, blah, blah. But the Hux character in The Last Jedi was just turned into a parody. Yeah. Of, He's a, he was a baby. He was a dumb baby. Yeah. Even the dude who was in charge of the Dreadnought with the guns on it was mad at him. Like, that dumb baby, we should have done this all five minutes ago. Yeah. You know, and then he got blowed up. Like I said, the yeah, best the good. best First Order best, commander yeah, we've seen right. blown up right after we meet him. Right. <laughs> and he was sitting there going, we should have bloody well done this five minutes ago. Uh, I don't care about Hux at all. At yeah. all. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's not, it's, it's, it's a ridiculous character. It's a, uh, mm, it's, nothing, yeah, I mean, nothing. it seems like if they would try to pull that off in nine, that yeah, it just doesn't feel like it would have much credibility because you of what me, you're saying. You want me to be interested in Hux? Have Hux just go AWOL. He left the first order. He abandoned it because he didn't want to find, you know, didn't want to hang with Kylo. And they just find him somewhere laying low with a beard. And he like doesn't even want he does not even himself. Like he he pretends he's not himself. He denies that he's even him because he's afraid they're gonna execute him and they have to convince him to betray the first order. So like, like a I, fake beard, yeah, like a fake long beard, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, like like a like a like a bunch of a detachable Snoke polyps. Is it? I was gonna say, is it a Snoke beard? It's a Snoke beard, nice. Yeah, and up, it's just one upside down Snoke head <laughs> hanging off his chin. No, I, but like literally, like he's just he's just he's left and he's he's on the lamb and he's trying to just lay low. He doesn't want to pick a sides. He's just worried. He wants to get as far from Kylo as possible. Then I would be like, okay, this is interesting because Hux gave up his pursuit for power because he was hopeless on it and now he's made a character evolution for me for Hux to betray the first order to the resistance because Kylo sucks is not an evolution of the character and I'm tired of the characters not evolving tired of it I yeah I don't disagree <laughs> tired of it <laughs> I don't disagree yeah I, yeah he, his character feels like it was wasted to me much like and they don't. They don't really. I mean, outside of after, they don't really touch on him that much. No. And it's sad. I mean, I want to know more about poor little Huxy. Well, I mean, you need you need to have bad characters that are more developed than they are. I mean, you could argue all day about the, you know the the hero characters on the resistance side. The, you know whether or not they were developed through the Last Jedi. But one thing you can say for certain is that. Nobody except Kylo Ren has any growth on the the First Order side, right? And it's hard to say that Kylo Ren has growth because he just keeps spinning in circles. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, right. there wasn't yeah much there for him even. But yeah. I mean, out of out of all of them, he's the only one that has any kind of character path. Well, Finn had Hux, growth. Hux is a joke. Um, Snoke gets cut in half. Phasma is dead now, apparently. Yeah, whatever. But on the other side, Allegedly. Finn had growth because see what he did is he was a, he was doing a cowardly thing and then he came around and decided to help out because circumstances made it easier. Oh wait, that's exactly what he did in the Force Awakens as well. Right. Yeah. 
Poe had character development. He went from being like a hotshot uh, best pilot to being a hotshot best pilot who's also a whiny asshole who doesn't believe anybody's got a plan and is willing to commit treason. Oh, you know wait, what? no, that's that's backward. Actually, no, fit. then he turned it around at the end. No. And he and got, okay, yeah, so he made it back. He made it back to the start as well. Uh, Finn, Finn's the character that I'm most disappointed in because I really felt like... I, I don't know. He, especially how they set him up in Force Awakens. I mean, to be the the guy that is just trying to get away, you know, and you know is is brought back into this because of his fondness for you know Ray, and that's really the only reason he's there. He's not really there because he believes in the Resistance or any of their message and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And then and then in in Last Jedi. It's just like he okay, he's there, but, it's, but movies, Ray is no longer his. In both the reason movies, that he sticks there. around because someone says like a word that makes him go, "Oh, hey, I know something about that." That's the only reason well, he sticks around. Like and I, plus, Martha, <laughs> and plus Rose electrocuted him while. Yeah, there's that. That happened. Yeah, couldn't leave. I I just felt like there could have been, there was so much potential for that character. The only character that's done do any evolution, <laughs> the only character that's done ev- any evolution is Ray, and her one evolution is this. Uh, instead of being driven to f- get Luke to help, she's just gonna take things into herself. her own hands. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, she right. Nothing else that she set out to do, like everything failed. Everything she wanted to do failed. So as a result, the only evolution is she's accepted her own. She's accepted the failing of the other things. Right. That's that's what frustrates. There's one of the things that frustrates me about these movies is that the ball hasn't moved. You know. All right. Well, JJ's definitely got his his uh, work cut out. For yeah, him, he does for sure. So. Yeah, he good do. thing he's and good thing he's got Andy Circus on the case. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. And a twist from General Hux. That's not a twist. That's my thing. <laughs> it's not a twist. It's just another lazy it's a, trope. It's a nipple twist, man. Yeah, that's what mm, it's going to feel like. Nips. <laughs> but not like in a good way, like in the car battery kind of way. Well, that's all I had in terms of rumor. Oh, good. Then go out on a sour note. Nah. Hey. Thanks, Mike. Happy ladies and gentlemen. Won't you please run out to uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Google Podcasts, whatever the hell they call it these days. Whatever the whatever the name of the week is over in Google Town. YouTube. YouTube. Uh, and YouTube. I will say YouTube. I say it separately. I know, but I'm just saying it too. Uh, and give us a nice little review so we can reach more uh, listeners just like you. And uh, if you go to YouTube and subscribe to Fly Casual page. Subscribe. Subscribe. You can, uh, you can watch Mike fumble on his laptop. I imagine every 10 minutes or so you'll see the mouse cursor move an inch. I don't know what's going on over there. Part of the fun. While listening in. While listening in. So do that. Run to betterkind.com otherwise. And you can follow on, click on the show notes, see this other stuff we're talking about and uh, get your own own little eyes on it. But we'd really love you to join us on Twitter at FlyCasual1138 where we like to hear from you and talk with you and have all these wonderful conversations that oftentimes lead right into the content that we cover right here. So please be a part of the community there. We'd love to have you. In the meantime, it's time to tie this one off. I'm Corey. Over there's Mike. Subscribe on the YouTube. Over there's Howie. See ya. Over there's Garrick. I got a brain in my tummy. And over there's Jelly. It's like brain jelly. Leaking out of Garrick's tummy. I used to be able to do a really good Krang impression. I can't do it anymore. I think puberty killed that impression.